Welcome back to the episode of Be Here for a While. I'm so excited about my guest today. Um, I, I have a lot of mutual friends with her, but I've never met her in person, and we're obviously going to hang out next time I go to Charleston. Uh, she's beautiful. She's amazing. She's the driving force of Southern Charm on Bravo, the lovely Catherine Dennis. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So I have a question. Um, you've had two kids and you still have the figure of a supermodel, is that like because you're in your early 20s or is it a genetics thing? Like, what? Like, am I going to be okay when I have kids? Like, I'm a little worried. Oh, my gosh. No, you're going to be fine. Um, it's I don't know what it is genetically, whatever, but I've always been someone who tries to keep my body in shape. I used to work at a gym, so... Do you work out a lot? It's just a matter. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of yoga, which is you know, kind of cliche for recovery and whatnot, but I do. <laughs> I, hey, listen, and... I've known a lot of people in recovery. I've dated many of them. So it's, yeah, yeah I, I know a lot about it. It's not cliche. It's fine. Yeah. So I do yoga and then there's a park near my house that I run, um, the trails on. So yeah, I mean, I try to stay fit keeps me from, you know, getting bored and having downtime, which is a, uh, recipe for bad things. <laughs> okay. I got to start doing that. I mean, I'm not in recovery, but like, I need to, I, I worked out once this week. I was really proud of myself. I went to, there you go. Yeah. I went to like a bar class. I felt really good afterwards, but I it feel was like only those once. are intense. I've never tried one. They're very intense and, and they're miserable because you don't actually move that much, but it hurts a lot. And you just want to start yeah. yelling at the teacher. You just want to be like, why are you doing this to me? Oh my God. That yeah. reminds me of yoga too. Oh yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm not doing anything and I don't like it, and it but it hurts. Yeah. But you have to keep going, keep yeah. breathing, wait for the next one. <laughs> okay. So I, how did you get cast on Southern Charm? Well, um, I definitely was not cast as a main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, uh, the sizzle reel came out. I was working in politics in Colombia and a blogger who had been following me since, uh, I think, my first year at USC, he reached out to me and said, you know, this show is coming out and it sounds a lot like you. You should reach out to my friend Thomas and just, you know, see if you can get an interview. Uh-huh. And at the time I was, you know, like, oh, that'd be cool, like, to be on a show. Sure, why not? Yeah, and you did and not know Thomas at the time? No, I had no clue who he was. I mean kind of sad but I do live in Monk's Corner which is almost an hour away from Charleston so I guess that gives me a pass for not knowing who he was uh-huh. um, well I don't know is he like is he actually like famous in Charleston infamous I suppose oh, I okay. know I, yeah um I've never seen but, him when I was there I've been there twice well, it's really from like the the bridge in Charleston the Ravenel bridge oh okay it's like a, you know, trademark I guess thing that's kind of, of a Charleston. big deal, having a bridge named after you, fine. <laughs> yeah. So good for his family, whatever. Um, and so I reached out, and he was like, yeah, sure, you know, come to Charleston, and we'll do an interview. I did my first interview with Whitney and another producer, and I remember it being on Skype, and it was so awkward because I saw Whitney, like, zooming in, like, his face on the camera to, like, look at me closer, and oh I was thinking, God. is he, like, so <laughs> unaware that I can tell that he's doing this? <laughs> That's hilarious. 
Oh my gosh. Whitney's so, so strange. And he's nice. He's nice enough, but he's strange. Yeah, he's a strange person. He's definitely different. But I had that first round of interviews, and then I came to Charleston and had a second one at Thomas's house. Mm-hmm. And there were a few other you know, producers there and a showrunner. Um, and that's kind of how it happened. I was mainly, uh, I guess, cast to be, what do you call it, a C character or something. They just wanted a bunch of hot girls in the background mm-hmm. at a pool party, I guess. Oh, so, okay, so Danny had told me this. It was originally supposed to be, like, like a gentleman's show, like a show about, like, yeah. gentlemen. And so that's originally what it was supposed to be, and then it changed because you all were there? Yeah. Um, okay. It was originally going to be about the Playboys in Charleston and, uh-huh. you know, them, you know, dominating the dating scene and just, like crushing life which is just hilarious <laughs> like the cast of characters of the dudes like like them like that's just hilarious to me like that they actually thought they could carry a show like with them just being playboys and crushing life like they're they're right. dork they're dorks <laughs> it's really funny it shows you their uh, level of uh, ego yeah seriously god if i could just it's have the confidence of a white male that would be amazing right you could, you could conquer the world <laughs> seriously like Spartans. <laughs> but, okay, so um, so you were originally just cast to be like a C character, and then yeah, it was just like you became more interesting, or? Well, um, I showed up to the first pool party, which is where I met Danny, and she was like the first person like I clung to. We got along. I was really nervous, so we just kind of tried to stay in the background. But of course, Thomas came up to me, and he was like, "Ooh, I like your hair color." And at the time, it was like magenta, Alma. Uh-huh. He was like, if you're red, be redder. If you're tall, be taller. Oh, and Jesus. actually, it, ended, it was like he was flirting with me or whatever. And I guess they were like, ooh, that's controversial. An older man and a younger woman. Yeah. Um, How old were you at the time he, then? Like maybe 21? I was 21. Yeah. 21. Jeez. Like fresh out of college, just like super naive. Is that that pool you know? party that, was, that actually aired? Or, or, was it, yeah. or they showed a flashback of it. Is that what it was? No, it was the first pool party, like, it aired or whatever, and uh, they had, like, that, what was it, like, oh, a swan Oh, I know what it is. Okay, sculpture. so I never saw the first season of, of your guys' show, but they do show a flashback of it right when they're trying to describe, like, how Whitney, like, how you were, like, friendly with Whitney. Is that the same pool party, or am I wrong on that? Uh, that was the second pool party where okay. he, like, kind of took me, not as a date, but I guess, like, okay. a friend. I don't really know what okay. he was trying to do. All right, anyways. <laughs> Sorry. But, like, I think it was, I guess, the first episode. It was the first event in general, and mm-hmm. I was so nervous, no clue what I was doing, but he was flirting with me, and then outside of filming, he was pursuing me. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, the producers were like, you can't get involved with her, Um you know, it's going to look bad for you. Uh, You can't get tied down. We need you to be dating and blah, blah, blah. Of course, Thomas being Thomas, he goes against the grain and he does exactly what he's told not to do. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I kind of became a major part of the like story, I guess, storyline, whatever, by, you know, bringing in the female element, the one, I don't know. I called myself like an atypical protagonist. I did everything I'm not supposed to do. Uh And that created an interesting storyline. It's Um, crazy to me that you guys met through the show. I didn't know that. Yeah, we did. But when you're Um, around someone so much, it's like, it's sometimes inevitable that will happen. Yeah, uh, I guess so. I mean, you would think that, but Thomas and I, I don't know. 
I would have never been like someone that would have, I guess, fallen for a man of that age. But Mm -hmm. there was something about him at the time. I remember thinking in the interview, he was sitting across the room from me with his legs folded, like or his legs crossed, I'm sorry, and his hands on his uh, knee. And he just looked so stable and like diplomatic. And I was like totally attracted to that because I was 21 and like living life like yeah you know that makes sense wild no that makes sense I mean I could see myself being attracted to something like that too where it's like oh like maybe someone wants to like not take care of me financially I don't mean it like that but like yeah you know you're a girl you're on your own you're like it's sometimes it's just kind of like oh that would be nice like yeah it's just attractive in general like something that Like, I had, like, no stability. I was just out of college. Things were changing, whatever. And he had this essence of, like, just being super, I don't know, put together. And that was very attractive to me. Mm -hmm. Just, like I said, you know, of course, everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, she was a gold digger from the beginning. But, no, it wasn't financial. I had no clue, like, his money situation Mm -hmm. or his background. I just, you know, simply thought he was an interesting and stable person. <laughs> no, I could, I could, I could totally see that. I, I could, I could see myself not for him, but like, like kind of falling for the same thing. Where it's just like, I, I mean, you're a little, you're a little younger, obviously, but like where you've dated so many different, like losers that are just, and it's like, oh, maybe someone that's like older and stable will be nice. Like, yeah, and it's, it's like not necessarily about money. Yeah, and you, you, from- you come from like somewhat of money, right? I mean, it's not like you're like a gold, like. Yeah, no, my family has money, but it's, like, not tangible money. It's invested in, like, land. Yeah, and, but you know you what know, I mean? Like, it's not like you're, like, a poor kid from the, the you know, the streets. No. It's like, you know, like, you know, there's girls. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of, like, girls in L.A. that are, like, it's sad. In L.A., God, I hope that people don't think I'm an asshole for saying this, but, like, I can see why, like, like these, like, Russian models that come in that come from these, like, horrible oh towns yeah. want to, like, marry a rich man because hell like it's hard for them like I don't blame them but I can see like you're from like a like a normal background like I am like I can see myself just being attracted to someone older just because like oh like they're stable it's not a money thing no he just he had a very like put together air about him and I thought that was attractive and he looked much younger at the time yeah he was like 49 too so how old is he now anyway he'll be 55 on August 11th Wait, and I'll you be met 20... him. Oh, go ahead. Wait, go ahead. How old are you? And I'll be 26 on August 6th. Oh, you're like in your <laughs> mid 20s now. Wait, how yeah. many seasons is Southern Charm? It's four or five. Four. We just wrapped four, and uh, I don't know if there will be a season five, but I feel like my entire like adulthood or the beginning of my adulthood has been played out on this show. It's, it's you basically crazy. grew up on it. You're like Stassi. Stassi yep. grew up on uh, Vanderpump Rules. She was like yep. 22 or whatever, 23. And yeah, it's yeah. like a virtual diary. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's crazy. Oh, and, mm-hmm. I, and like, well, I guess all my friends. Well, no, because Stassi's the only one that's like that young. But I guess Brittany, no, because she started later. Anyways, um, how, like, how close are you with everyone, though, that, like off the show. So you basically met everyone on the show. Like you were not like friends before with. Yeah. I I didn't really know anyone at all. Um, but since like filming began and like on when we're, you know, in the off season, I, I'm one of those people that doesn't like to really sounds ridiculous, but like mix business with friendship because now that we are on like our, or we just finished our fourth season, everyone kind of has figured out the, formula I guess Uh of the show and they're very very like 
not selfish. I don't really know how to put it, but like independently driven. Uh So I just keep my distance when I see Shep. I mean, everything's great. He is so friendly and, you know, Craig and I will text every now and again. Like I send him some tweet about like, if your date orders queso Uh or if, or if you're, I'm sorry, if your waiter asks if you want queso and he says no, hashtag uh worst nightmare or something like that on a date because he loves cheese (laughs) he loves cheese I exactly so I keep in touch with him I keep in touch with Danny all the time Mm -hmm. um or as much as possible given our you know difference in life in lifestyles I guess yeah but um I guess it's just different from it's different from Vanderpump Rules because like everyone on there like we're truly friends like because because southern charm was like it's southern charm is almost like housewives or something where it was like it was like different people were just sort of cast to be together and then you guys like developed relationships and friendships through that like uh vanderpump rules is like everyone truly knew each other before for the most part it's not and so like we really do like hang out off camera and stuff and not everyone but yeah it's that that's really that's that's so weird does it anyone... very much translates, though, that you guys are actually friends and hang out. You know, I wish our cast was like that, but, you know, it's a pretty wide age gap. So, yeah, that's I mean, true. perhaps that's the, you know, missing key to uh, having the same um, chemistry. But yeah. No, your guys' show is, no, but listen, I don't watch a lot of TV. I actually do watch Southern Charm. It's a good show. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a great show. And it's hard for me to look at it objectively, I guess, because I'm so involved in, in you know, many layers. But, uh, do you yeah, re- I, watch, I do watch Vanderpump Rules. I, I watch um, Beverly Hills Housewives, and then I, you know, cringe and watch Southern Charm. <laughs> do, you, do, you hate, do you hate watching it? Uh, I don't hate it, but, you know, I, when I first see the episode and I hear myself talk or I am on the screen, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, you know, my hair looks bad, or my, I thought I was contouring my face, like, F that, what color did I put on my cheek? You oh, know, I so always I think watch... your makeup is, like, on point. Well, yeah. I'm, I, it changes a lot, like, sometimes I'll be in no makeup, because I literally had just woken up for the scene, and other times it looks like I spent three hours on it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But... But no, but I whatever. get that. Sometimes, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like, barely on Vanderpump Rules, but, like, when I see myself, I'm like, oh, really? That dress, Rachel, that really accentuated your shoulders. Like, why did you wear yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. So I listened like to it on low better. volume at first. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> low volume and glance at it, and then I'll eventually, probably, like, the third time I'll watch it full on. Yeah, it's but, Yeah. Yeah, it's do always you, awkward hearing yourself. Do you regret doing it at all? Um... I don't regret doing it. You know, I think it came at perhaps like a little too early of a time in my life, but that has since become, you know, a blessing to me. I grew up really, really fast. I went through a lot of like, you know, life experiences within a short amount of time. Like a wild teenager or something? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I was wild, but perhaps a little bit in college. I mean, I had some fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went from that to this whole reality TV lifestyle. And it was just kind of like curveball after curveball. And I was just trying to decipher the hit and like, you know, make it out (laughs) alive. That's a good analogy. Yeah. But I've, I've really like grown a lot from it. And since, you know, this last year, I really had the time to, you know, sit and listen and receive like clarity on who I am and what I'm passionate about. And I wouldn't be here like Mm -hmm. 
happy, you know, centered and I don't know, proactive, driven, happy. Yeah, whatever. I wanted to ask you about that because I feel like uh, on the show, because there's so much that revolves around like the drama with you and Thomas and stuff that like no yeah. one really knows anything about you. Like about right? you. Like, so what do you, what do you like to do? Like, what do you want to do after the show? Like, what are you passionate about? Like, you know, well, like that's... they, they cover other people's things sometimes like that on the show a little bit. I mean, they yeah. cover like Landon's stupid, whatever dumb website is. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but like, they've never covered anything outside of like you just being like a mom or, you know. Yeah. It's almost like I'm, what is it? Like a um, contrib. What is it like the contributing person to someone's role? I don't know. What oh, like a supporting it, role. Yeah, there you go. It's like I'm the supporting role, but I'm also like the meat and no, but you're like the, the potatoes. No, you're like the main. You're the main part of it, but they don't. They don't ever show like what do you like to do? Like what do you like? Yeah. To do? I'm asking you. Like what are you passionate okay, about? Okay, well, well, I've really tried to hone in on what it is I'm passionate about because I went through a period of time where I didn't I lost like that kind of independent Mm -hmm. I don't know drive so what happens when you have young kids I mean that's pretty normal yeah um and I you know been holding on to so much for so long I didn't really have the energy to savor the parts of my life I truly loved and so now that I have my free time and I'm living at home I have like quiet time it's very serene at my house Mm -hmm. I have started painting again, which is something I just do on the side. I suck, but it's fun. Oh, I doubt it. You're Um, probably very good. I'm a very creative person. So like, you know, renovating my room has been something that's been a really good artistic outlet for me. Like I used to model, I kind of want to get back into it, but it's not something Mm -hmm. I look at as a career at Mm -hmm. all. Um, I mean, you're gorgeous. It's just not like the best career. No, not at all. Like I I feel like, my life experiences have led me to, you know, a place where I know I have a lot more to give back to the world and that's what I want to do. Yeah. So I do a lot, I do a lot of reading and a lot of like writing and just trying to understand what happened in my life and understand how to move forward because you're just figuring it out. I mean, yeah, that's very normal at like 26 or you're almost, are you almost 26? You said, yeah, I'm yeah. almost 26. I feel like and... I feel like when I turned 25, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so old. Like everything's, you know, this is all crazy." And I don't feel like, you know, 5 years later, I'm 31. I don't feel like I don't know. Like I don't even feel like the same person at all. Like it took it I think it takes to like maybe your late 20s to early 30s to kind of be like, "Oh, I kind of know what I'm doing now. Like I'm getting my footing." Like Yeah. Absolutely. I was, um, this is going to be kind of like scientific. I'm going to seem like a dork, but I was reading the (laughs) other day and it was saying something about, um, the brain, like the, um, what do you call it? The prefrontal cortex, uh, uh, is not fully developed until people are in their mid to late twenties. Really? And that, that is what actually plays like a significant role in, in, uh, like willpower, decision-making, Mm-hmm. and the ability to like thoroughly think things through that makes so, a lot of sense yeah so um at least we have some science to back up you know my confusion <laughs> but yeah but you oddly know. seem very I mean you know I know that like you know the show is not showing you in the best light sometimes but you do yeah. oddly seem pretty mature especially when you were on it when you were like 23 or what like you seem pretty mature for your age and like very like I don't know pretty stable 
I, yeah. I mean, I know you've had I, like freak out moments on the show, but like, yeah. I don't know. You don't seem like that erratic. At least no, to me. I'm not erratic. I just, you know, I wasn't fully aware of, uh, I don't know, adulthood and the way that like, you know, I mean, Thomas is 49. He's so different than me. He lives a very different lifestyle. Everyone on the show is kind of old you know, relatively a good bit older than me. So it was just me trying to navigate how to communicate with these people as well as communicate as myself. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, I don't know, I kind of have like a wise, what is it? An old soul. An old soul. Yeah. 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 An old soul. So I try and look at things in like the big picture sense, like rather than getting hung up on the little things, the little complications, the little things that are said negatively about me and Mm -hmm. think about it like, well, in general, yeah. You know, Landon is X, Y, and Z. <laughs> is, she, like, is she annoying or, or what? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I, an asshole. No, 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 no. She, okay. I, because it seemed like you guys like made up and, and she probably uh-huh. is fine, but they don't show her in the best light on the show. Like she probably is nice. I feel like an asshole for saying this, but like, like, um. is she an asshole? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, whenever I see her on screen, like I typically don't communicate her when we're communicate with her when we're filming but Mm -hmm. when I see her on screen I'm like this girl is so socially unaware and ignorant and I don't that is kind of what it is she might not know what she's doing she might not know that she's being like that everyone on Twitter is telling her what she's doing you know everyone around her is like Landon you can't do that or Landon you're kind of being a ridiculous bitch yeah but you know she doesn't make any changes which makes me feel like she has a lack of or she lacks the ability to, like, I don't know, have empathy or something. Like, I think she's a little off. You Maybe. Know? I'm I'm sure somewhere, you know, deep down, there's someone that is fun-loving, like, in that, like, I don't know, whatever hippie sense she tries to let make people think. But at the same yeah. time, I think it's so suppressed by her lack of confidence that no one will ever really see that come out. Yeah. Well, that's kind of sad. I feel bad for her if it's that. But yeah. well, it's yeah. not coming across in the best way. I mean, no, not at all. I don't know if it's editing, uh, but on the reunion when she randomly started crying when you were sad after right after being mean to you, like I know that it, it was probably editing because it was like it did seem like cut weird, but like uh, it wasn't. <laughs> so she was just like trying to oh god yes. empathize strat- or no, she had a strategy. Yeah. Um, Whenever I started crying and stuff, like, there was going to be a strategy of her, like, having, like, sympathy or empathy for me because, you know, she's probably been told that, you know, she hasn't shown that yet. Yeah. And it was, like, all of a sudden, she just started saying, like, I just feel so bad. Like, you can't trust anyone. That must be such a sad life. It's, like, a dig. But yeah, also, it was like, very passive-aggressive. To yeah. pretend to, like like feel something and I remember I just like looked at her with that face of just like what yeah it was it was really weird like I I was hoping it was editing for her sake I was like well maybe they just cut it up weird but well that's the thing like I feel like she she tries to think she thinks too much about what she does you know what I mean like at that point she had pretty much like crucified herself on the show by being an asshole and then she was trying to use that scene Whenever I'm crying about something, like, very sincere and close to my heart and mm-hmm. has been, like, a huge thing in my life. And she just, you know, pops on in and tries to, like, I don't know, I don't want to say steal my thunder, but interrupts yeah. in a very, at a very inappropriate time. And yeah. it really pissed me off. It was so insensitive and really, really petty. But then again, 
what else, you know, has she ever shown? Yeah. I have found that from, like, just, you know, watching my friends, like, film a reality show and stuff. Like, whenever they try to strategize and do something that is not within, like, their character or however they really feel, it never hits. It never works. You can't, like, fake it. It's like when you're actually just yourself, that's when people care about you. I mean, it it might be polarizing. Half the people might hate you and half the people might love you. But, like, you're at least being, like, normal. And I think that that resonates. You can't. Anytime you try to strategize, it doesn't work. Exactly. Like, viewers watch reality TV because they somewhat live vicariously through the characters and what they're going through and how they feel. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you're not being your authentic self, you're trying to, like, you know, put off this, like, false whatever. They can see it. Persona. Yeah, people can see right through it, and they immediately don't. find themselves like able to relate to you because they immediately think of you as I don't know I don't know they immediately like I guess are turned off from that yeah and because that's it seems scripted that almost because a reality show is supposed to be unscripted and when you're trying to be something you're yeah. not it seems like fake exactly and like everyone on this show basically tries to self monitor what they do and say so much which is what kind of like keeps me so distant from being you know on the cast doing the same things as them or them Mm -hmm. trying to ice me out because I'm the person that's going to say it like it is. Like if I walk into Patricia's house or something like that and I think that it's absolutely fucking ridiculous Michael brings out a snack for the dog on like a fork. I mean I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh my God, that's so cute. No, that's fucking ridiculous. Stop with your like... (laughs) Stop with your orchestrated like one-liners and like five-second like scenes. It's just ridiculous and they don't like being around that because... They live in a bunch of, like, bullshit, and they all, like, tolerate it, and they all go along with it, but I yeah. don't like the smell of it, and they know that. Yeah. I'll call them out. No, it, it, it shows. I mean, that, I mean, I guess only, I, I guess I can only see it when I watch a show just because I, I guess I've, I've lived a reality show. Yeah, sure. But, like, you can tell. Like, it's like when you watch Patricia, it's like watching Lisa Vanderpump, like, on uh, Vanderpump Rules, it's like, you don't care about what these people are doing. Like, you just come in for a scene, and you're like, what's going on in your relationship? It's like, you don't care, lady. Exactly. Patricia doesn't care to set people up on your show either. Like, what is she talking about? I know. I swear she, like, Googles, like, fancy things women used to do back in the old South and then, like, reenacts things. Like, there's no way this woman reads a newspaper with gloves on. Like, let's be honest. If you're going to try and be that, like, whatever the word is, I don't want to say because I sound dumb, but bougie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you would actually get, you know, someone to iron the newspaper. It's so you know, true. That, That's so funny. It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so sad. It's like, woman, what are you doing at this point? She's in her 70s, and she has not stopped, like, trying to screw with me or my relationship with Thomas, like, yet. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know the real reason she, you know, dislikes me so much, but really? regardless. Why, like, what, yeah, why yeah, is it? I really don't know. Oh, maybe it's I because feel, you call her out. I don't know. Well, the thing is, I think that one, she disapproved of me to begin with whenever, you know, Whitney and I were hanging out and, you know, so did you guys, did you guys date? Sort of? No, we weren't like dating. I don't know. I mean, we went out to eat a few times he took me shopping, but we were with another friend of mine, and he, like, whispered in my ear, don't worry, I'll, t- I'll bring you back, and uh, we can shop, I guess, just alone, because I thought he 
I guess he felt like he would have been obligated to buy both of us things. Oh, okay. And I, I didn't know what he was trying to do. He was wearing, like, Adidas shoes and an Adidas, like, jumpsuit. I was not <laughs> into it. Hilarious. But we were hanging out, and he was like, oh, my God, like, if you're going to be on the show, you need to wear a Lily Pulitzer, and we need to color your hair. He got, he made There's me There's nothing worse than Lily Pulitzer. It's the ugliest thank you. thing thank in the you. world. God, thank you so much, because I, I can't even... Oh, fathom like who looks good in it who looks day. good in a fit and flare lily pulitzer it's the worst right? cut ever it, and it's all those colors it's like what are you fucking easter you're like but, wearing a couch yeah your grandmother's couch yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not that's not so he was I telling am, you but, like you have to wear lily pulitzer to be on the show and stuff yeah and he was like just bring your things to my house and like i'll dress you for events and then he was like, he allowed me to stay there with him because, I mean, I, I didn't live there at the time. And he actually tried to make a move on me. This is funny. No one really knows this. But there was a night that um, he called me when we had just began filming mm-hmm. season one. And he was like, can you hurry up and come to the house? We're talking about politics and we need a woman's view. Thomas is here. And he knew that the Thomas thing would get me you know, to come uh-huh. is that at the time, you know, that was whenever our relationship was sprouting, but, uh-huh. uh, it was really late, but you know, in my head, I'm thinking, I don't know how production works. Maybe this is normal. So I show up, Thomas isn't there. There's two other men. I don't know. If, I guess they were the political advisors from the earlier scene and they're all sitting around drinking bourbon on the rocks and he's wasted. And he like takes me to that apartment place where he was living and he like tries to make out with me. I'm the awkward person who was like, uh, accepted the kiss or whatever. But yeah. I mean, we never. Just so you I never, you never actually him. hooked up with him? Uh, oh. only like, only like once, but it was, well, he admitted to Thomas that we had hooked up. Um, he goes in a moment of weakness, but I was staying at his house for like at least, you know, a week and a half or something. Uh-huh. I can't remember the exact dates at this point, but he probably whenever... did sort of fall in love with you though, especially because you like chose someone over him. Yeah. I mean, these guys have big, big egos and you know, yeah, they hang out together, but there's still competition to each other in their own mind. So yeah. I think, I mean, Whitney saw me, I guess as someone that was going to be his little like sidekick. I don't know if it was going to be a girlfriend or what, but he was definitely trying to groom me to be some type of compliment to him, you know? Yeah. And when we went to that pool party you were talking about earlier, Thomas was there and that's when the whole like uh, missed period pregnancy scare started and he was so freaking mad. He like texted me and was like, all of your things are ready and Michael will have them waiting on you. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like we weren't, I didn't like actually think we were dating. So I was just like taken back. Like he was kind of being, but you, okay, but, but you were staying with him. Yeah. And you'd hooked and up with Thomas. Eh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I could see how his feelings were hurt. Yeah, and but he seems I'm to have forgiven myself you. for these things. No, it's yeah, not. Definitely. It's not bad. I'm just saying. Like, I feel like it makes sense why his feelings are hurt a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Naturally, like as a human, that would like rub someone the wrong way. And then you know, we were eating breakfast. Um, like almost every morning, like with his mom and stuff like that. I just want to tell you about something real quick. And I want to tell you guys too. HelloFresh now has breakfast options and light summer meals. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that makes cooking more fun so you can focus on the whole experience, not just the final plate. 
Each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes for everyone from novices to seasoned home cooks short on time. HelloFresh employs two full-time registered dietitians on staff who review each recipe to ensure it's nutritionally balanced. I love HelloFresh. It keeps me on track. It keeps me healthy. It's super easy to make. And it's less than $10 a meal. And I have a special offer for my listeners. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter promo code BEHERE30. That's HelloFresh.com, promo code BEHERE30. Okay, keep telling your story. And I remember... Um, and was she, was she nice to you then? Yeah, she she was perfectly like friendly and, I don't know, receptive to me. So after that happened... It was like she immediately went on like this smear campaign trying to like say like I'm came in and ruined their show. My son had a concept for the show. It was going to be like Downton Abbey. And now we've got this, you know, what does she call me? Shameless strumpet coming in and ruin everything. Oh, my God. So it's just because you broke her son's heart. And I just made your son a lot of money. So, yeah. you know, screw off. It's true. You, 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 but, you, well, you didn't break his heart. You hurt his ego probably. And, yeah. And definitely. he wasn't used to that. Yeah, I'm sure that's and what it was. And also, he he didn't want to be outed for you know pursuing me probably and being not rejected. But exactly, you know I mean? no, totally. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, like he didn't want to have to so, be embarrassed about that. Yeah, that is he nice to you now? Yeah, he's uh, really nice. I think that he actually has had a few friends that have you know gone to rehab or been in recovery, so he somewhat can. Uh, sympathize with me I suppose mm-hmm. um and when we were in Key West it, I mean he was wasted don't get me wrong but he was like being totally fine with me like talking to me hanging out with me mm-hmm. uh he Shep and I went out after you know we wrapped filming and Shep was like all over the place he was like taking off his shirt doing wild things mm-hmm. <laughs> and Whitney was like here come with me come with me so you know he takes care of me in the sense oh, of like that's sweet trying to protect me in ways from like anything weird and crazy and yeah I don't know we talked a lot and we've always had this like weird not chemistry but like understanding like he's a freaking weirdo and I'm kind of weird too mm-hmm. like you know I in do a get funny the way. sense that he's a sweet person like the first like for the first time I met him when we were in Charleston um he basically uh, I got up to go to the bathroom and he took my seat while I was gone so he could sit next to Stassi and like try to pick her brain about like probably reality stuff who knows and then like basically pretended like I didn't exist and I was like okay wear some more gel in your hair buddy um and (laughs) then the second time uh it was like at Danny and Todd's like creek house and and it was like at a barbecue he was nicer then and like actually was like oh you're once he realized I was on the show he was more interested yeah yeah but then uh when Naomi and Danny came to LA, uh, like couple, like maybe like six months ago, I forget when it was, we had lunch with him and he was very nice then. Like he, I think he just, I think he's a nice person. I think that he just is like, I don't know, maybe, I just don't, I think he's like a little socially awkward. Uh, the, like the first couple of times. He's definitely him. socially awkward. And you know, he's someone that, I don't know, like he's kind of a dick in the way that, yeah, he tried, he's like gravitates towards who he thinks is like, most beneficial to talk exactly. to, even if he has yeah. no clue what he's doing. Totally. But and that's exactly what happened. He, yeah. And one, but once he realizes like, Hey, you know, you weren't just some passerby or whatever the hell I'm not trying to like, I don't know how to like say this the right yeah. way, but 
he'll he'll take the time and really get to know you and especially if it's in the right setting Mm -hmm. like if you guys are at lunch he's definitely more in tune more conscious more comfortable yeah um and he he does have a sweet side I think that he covers that up though with the you know what would you like snooty kind of Mm -hmm sarcastic whatever you want to call it um but really deep down it's like that's his armor for being actually really insecure yeah totally exactly I feel like you're saying you really are an old soul did you do you feel like you learned a lot of this stuff like from going into like rehab or in recovery or like were you just always like this um I definitely wasn't always like this given, you know, I was just kind of like living life, having fun until the show happened. But since you're just like I really actually, intuitive, I think. Sure. Yeah. My, um, I'm very intuitive. Yeah. Um, and after going to re- or when I was in rehab, I'm sorry, I spent a lot of my time reading and I actually found one book. And, uh, it's called the 48 laws of power. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like life changing for me. It like opened my eyes to so much that was going on around me that I just didn't understand. Mm -hmm. So since then, you know, I spent a lot of my time just reading because for me, understanding things is my way of like conquering, you know, them and like liberating myself from being a victim. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like liberating, liberating myself from being a victim of them. So I don't know. I mean, I like, really, really psychoanalyzed a lot of people and like this whole season, past season being sober, like you see things in such a different light mm-hmm. and it's uh, really interesting. That is a really good way, I think, to like not intentionally gain power, but uh, but it does help you gain power when you just start to like understand why people do things to you or understand why they do what they do. It's like, OK, I see why they're doing it. It's not because they want to intentionally yeah. hurt me. They don't hate me. It's like they're doing it based on their own experience and their own insecurity and their own pain. I mean, some people just suck in general, but like for the most part, people can be explained. Absolutely. 100%. And, you know, your true self is basically developed between ages one to five. So childhood has a lot to do with it as well. Really? One to five? Yeah. Like your main, your main characteristics are like developed, like your ability to attach and things like that. Um, So... Basically, yeah, that book was really not, I mean, you can use it to, like, gain power or whatever, but mm-hmm. those are usually for narcissists that are already, like, not, you know, subconsciously doing all of these things, but it's yeah. also for uh, people that want to, like, observe and defend themselves against, like, those people, and that's what I was using the book for, just because, I mean, they had really used me as, like, this little puppet, I felt like, that uh-huh. would dance for them, or whatever, the monkey that dances for them, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Um and so I just wanted to realize how to uh, realize, like, their true tactics. Because I could see it now that I rewatch like, seasons one through three. I'm like, wow, this is so formula based on the book. Like, huh, so interesting. Weird. Now I know how to go forward. <laughs> Wait, so what were they saying that kids can learn? For, or, like, what happens from one to five? It's like, like if, okay, so let's say you had, like, a bad childhood from one to five. That basically defines who you are? Um... Okay, it's kind of complicated because this came from several books I'm reading, but it just basically says that uh, the development of, like, behavioral problems and stuff like that and disorders or phobias, Mm -hmm. uh, attachment, um, you know, personality Mm -hmm. disorders, I guess, that is what is mainly developed in between ages one through five. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, your childhood or I guess, like, when you're – 
you know, at those very rare, delicate ages or whatever the heck, um, they're very, very important. Mm -hmm. So that's something I guess I've just been reading about because going through everything that I'm going through with Thomas, you know, I want to make sure that I do anything I can to prevent the situation from like affecting your kids, affecting them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And part of that place to me just being, you know, intrigued by psychology, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I found that and I got all like interested and ordered all these books on it. <laughs> I feel like you should like write a book someday. If you like reading yeah. that much and like you're that intuitive, I feel like you should maybe, I mean, write about your experience of the show and like it's cause it's also so interesting that y- you, you met all these people through the show. Like you maybe would have never ended up with Thomas and now no. you have, and your whole life has changed and now you have two kids with him. Like mm-hmm. that's an interesting story. Absolutely. And the thing is, you've seen or everyone has seen a lot unfold on the on the actual show. But Mm -hmm. there is so much more that has happened behind the scenes and, you know, personally between he and I. And do you think you guys would ever get back uh, together? Because I was kind of happy when really when I thought like in the like in this season, like you like guys were like kind of amicable. Do you want me to admit something? I've never yeah. told anyone this, but after this year's reunion or whatever, uh-huh. you know how in the past we've hooked up afterwards? Yeah. That happened this year, and this is the first time I'm saying oh. it. Oh, and it's not, but so. you guys can't get back together? Mm, I, I I don't know. I don't know if he has the ability to commit long term. Because I feel like, like I, I do, like... I, it's not like I think you're better than him. I because I, because I, I well I do sort of think you are, but but I also think like he has great qualities too. Like I feel like you guys could be really good together. We could be. I mean, the thing is, it would it would take a lot of work. And at this point in his life, I mean, I don't know if he's able to make that commitment um, to someone or something because he's never had to be accountable. I guess to you know someone else or whatever. Has he never been married? Uh, he has been married one time, uh-huh. uh, and he was married for a year. He was 25, and that was when he first started, you know, his career in politics. And I, I think he explained it as it being something that he felt was required, you know, yeah. to be married, whatever. But they divorced after a year. Mm-hmm. He got engaged, like, a few times after that. Um, but I know one of them, he left, like, the day before the wedding he like oh, sent her a message saying like I can't go through with it so you were kind of <laughs> the only girl that's ever really been able to lock him down a little bit well I mean I guess kind of um I think it's I was able to navigate who he is like I was able because to you are intuitive and understanding see you can like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so like I could tell whenever he was angry about something it wasn't me but he was taking it out on me and I mm-hmm. knew not to respond, let him get it out, let him calm himself down, and then whatever. I was able to, I guess, uh, tailor myself and tailor the situation to make it as amicable and, you know, peaceful as possible. Mm-hmm. And that was, and part of me, I feel like, stayed with him, even through all the bullshit and the, you know, difficult things I had to accept outside of the show too. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I stayed with him for the most part because I know he has a fear of attachment Mm -hmm. because he feels like, I don't know, perhaps he's not uh, good enough or something or people will leave him. Yeah. 
yeah, I think he, yeah, he's not able to attach because he's afraid of rejection or afraid of that being not a stable attachment. So this whole time I'm dating him, I'm like, oh, I'm going to show him that not everyone that loves you leaves you. But I, in the end, realized after, you know, my life went to shit that there's nothing I can do to change him Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. And it wasn't me that was, you know, the sole reason for our relationship's demise. It was oh God, just, no. yeah, it was just simply, he cannot provide the relationship I think that I need or, you know. Isn't that so hard can, though when it's like when you, you love someone obviously and you guys, and, and obviously like you're probably the only girl that can, uh, I think you're probably, it seems like the only girl that has at least locked him down enough to, you know, be where you guys are at. Like, but isn't that sad when it's like, it's like you, you just want to be like, you just have to like, give it a little more buddy. And then you'll be fine. Like, yeah, like like, exactly. Like not everyone's out to get you. Not everyone is, you know, against you, mm -hmm. (laughs) but it is really sad. And I used to let that, you know, sadness kind of like keep me with him like oh I'm gonna show him but I realize you can't so yeah you can't because you, you know, have to take care of yourself I wish him nothing but the best mm-hmm. yeah I wish him nothing but the best he's the father of my children and I told him you know all I want to be is your your greatest supporter your biggest fan and your friend whenever you need me mm-hmm. I want you to be the best father you can be and you know I, I really do mean that because at the end of the day it's not about us it's about our kids and I finally have you know detached Mm-hmm. emotionally and I, I mean I can <laughs> there's no chance you guys are getting back together I mean I'll never say that because lord have mercy we have yeah. said that so many times in the past and then yeah and and when we're around each other like just like after the reunion he we immediately gravitate towards each other there's this like look that we give each other like golly we've been through a lot mm-hmm. you know and there's still that attraction um, and he can still, you know, charm me, but I know that it's like a specific kind of charm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wait, are um, you, are you walking away from your Wi-Fi again? Was, Does I mean, it just cut out? Go back to your Wi-Fi. Get closer to it. It just cut out. Oh no. Is this any better? Yeah. You're good now. Okay. Um, um so he can charm sorry. you, but like, you know, like how to separate it. Yeah. He can charm me, but I realize it's not. It's like a temporary type of, I guess, mm-hmm. intention. Yeah. To, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, yeah. It's it's only like for that moment, and after that, he's going to continue doing what T Rav wants to do, and that's okay. But is that just because like you think he's just lived his life like he's old enough now, like he's just sort of like there's no reason for him to settle now, or? No, I think that he wants to. I mean, even when we've spoken off camera, he tells me he's lonely. He tells me, like, he wishes that, you know, we could give it another shot. And perhaps without the cameras and whatnot around, you know, we could really, you know, thrive as a family. I know that's, you know, deep down that's what he wants. But I think that, I think that he's a little, I just truly think that personality-wise and, you know, He's a product of his past, and that person cannot have a normal relationship that is consistent, uh, you know, for a long period of time. Yeah, unless he does, like, a lot of work on himself, but that's probably not a happening. Lot. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of work. Are um, you are you able to date? Are you still, like, kind of hung up on him? Like, 
Oh, no, I've been dating. Um, I actually just went on my second date with a really, really nice guy. Oh. He's actually from Michigan. So How'd you meet him? Southern. Uh, you're going to laugh at me um, because okay. I think, think this is the most ridiculous idea ever, but a friend convinced me to get on Bumble. That's not that ridiculous. I'm on a dating app. Oh, my app. God. You got yeah. to get on Raya, girl. That's the good one. That's, that's, that's what I've heard, but... I just did it one night. It was, like, right after we got back from the reunion. And I was uh-huh. like, screw it. I'll just get on and see just how dumb this is. Because yeah. I had never, you know, played with any type of app. And the first guy, like, I think I'm attracted to, he ends up being, like, super nice and super normal. Oh, my gosh. Um, how cute. And it's so embarrassing that that happened. And I just admitted it, like, publicly. That's, but, that's hey, not embarrassing. I, that's uh, how I've met most of the people I've got on dates with, like, since I've been single. I've only been single, like, nine months. But, like, yeah. Isn't that Rhea app, like, super hard to get on, though? Yeah, but you'd be able to get on it. Oh. I haven't downloaded it or, like, looked at it, but I've although, heard of it. Although it's weird because it's, like... I can't figure it out because, like, there's people that, like, should be able to be on it and they've rejected them. Like, I don't really know what their algorithm is. I think that I got on it, like, pretty early in, like, when it started. So it's hard. Yeah. But I don't know. But I feel like you'd be be able to get on it. I don't know. Who knows? And who – I feel like there's so many factors And who cares, really, because half the people there are losers on there. So, like, but but at the same time, I mean, what I'm saying is I've done the dating app thing. Yeah, because it's like, why not at some point? But I do feel like I'm going to eventually meet someone, like, naturally, organically, or whatever I would be. like to. I think that that's, like, the better way to do it. Absolutely. And I think it's going to be whenever I start traveling or if, you know, I go some, if I move somewhere new. You know, there's, I realize, Do you realize, think you'll move well, out of Charleston? Or I know you don't live, I, like, in Charleston, Charleston. I, but. I definitely want to. Um, don't know when that'll happen because there are factors involved regarding, you know, the custody situation, but I really, really, really want to move to the West coast. Uh, whenever I was there and visit, I know I really want to, I'm trying to get Danny to come, uh, like the first weekend of August, you should come with her. Guess what? My birthday is the sixth. So we could celebrate. Why don't you come? Honestly, I know I really will. We're just talking Um, about it. Yeah. I, I spoke to Danny earlier too, so. Hey, I mean, I'm down to come because I want to meet you and, and, you know, Stassi. And I think we'd have yeah. a lot of fun for sure. Oh, we'd have so sure. much fun. That would be awesome. I'll convince Dania. She will, I'm sure will. I think she'll, I think she'll go. Easily accept. I think so too. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you a few ahead. listener questions. Like some of my, because I, I posted like a, uh, like a post saying you were on my podcast and like I wanted to see what questions they had. So I love um, that. Okay. Okay. So some of my listeners, these are the questions. Um, who are you friends with off camera and are you actually close with Cameron? Cause she okay, seemed like she um, got nice to you this last season, I guess. Cameron is very business oriented. Okay. She did the apology on camera and mm-hmm. it felt like she just kind of came in and started like her speech or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, this is her first reality I, show. She knows what she's doing. Oh, she absolutely does. And outside of that, there was really no effort made, no messages, like no, there was nothing. So it was just for the show. It was just so that, you know, fans that had seen her be like, so like, I don't know, icy towards me. Mm-hmm. Um, it would help get her fan base back. Basically. So you don't, you don't talk to her off the show at all. No. Do you talk Mm-mm. to, well, you already explained, you talk to Danny, you talk to Naomi, I think, right? 
Yeah, we talk randomly, and Craig, uh, Uh Shep and I will run into each other Mm -hmm. sporadically. Shep's in town right Um, now, actually. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. I I mean, I saw him briefly at a bar in Venice, but I think he's, like, staying with Whitney and Bel Air, like, now. That'll be wild. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what they're up to? Oh, God. God. Who knows? Um, Okay, Uh so you, you run into him. He's nice to you. Anyone else? Um, no, not really. Okay. I mean, Landon is a definite no. That's a definite um, no? Okay. I don't even know where she exists. Really? <laughs> like, I don't know if she's in Charleston. I don't know if she's, like, on a boat somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> on a boat somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> okay, next question. What is the one thing you wish the audience could know that they can't find out from watching you on the show? Like, know about you? Mm. That I'm actually really fun and, you know, silly and spontaneous and I'm not, you know, serious all the time. I've just been shown in that light because I was talking about serious things and Mm -hmm. dealing with serious things. But outside of that, I'm really fun Mm -hmm. and just like you do seem really fun, but you are very serious on the show. So I could see how people might not see that. I'd love for them to see like the more silly, fun, you know, free spirit inside of me yeah, yeah for sure it seems like you are okay so that's also very eclectic really yeah, I'm very like weird yeah I'm eccentric I guess is the right word that's cool like <laughs> in what way like like I don't know uh like my this is random but like people will ask me like where I get some of my clothes or whatever and I like thrift shop like crazy so like my entire wardrobe is like a costume shop or something like that like I'm very weird that's awesome. No. Actually, my podcast producer wanted to know where you got your um, white cape. I don't know when you wore it, but there was some white cape. <laughs> yeah, I've been asked about that a lot. Um, I got that. It's a Laura Piana. Uh-huh. Um, it's just a designer, but they have, like, really, really soft materials. And uh, it's Laura Piana, L-O-R-O-P-I-A-N-A. Okay. I don't know. I you have good I can't style. pronounce it. Okay, next yeah. question. Do you think Landon and Thomas actually hooked up? Yes. Yeah, they probably did. Why won't they, they just admit it? Did. Why won't they just say, like, ah, oh, fuck it, we did it? Well, Thomas's whole thing, um, I remember when we were together, he would have certain situations, and he'd be like, no matter what, you deny, deny, deny. That's mm-hmm. where they started out, and he cannot let that deny, deny, deny oh, like, yeah, story yeah. go mm-hmm. at this point because he's too deep in it. I know. Damn, they're, they're, yeah, they're doing the reality show thing good where they know what to, yeah, like they're, they're, just they, like, they're no, playing the game. Happen. You're a liar. Yeah. You're a liar. Like, yeah. okay, If you guys, say it enough I'm, and everyone, yeah. But like, everyone, but everyone think, still sees the subtext of like, obviously you guys hooked up. Like, obviously. Well, exactly. Obviously, hooked up. Exactly. And I'm so happy now that people aren't just like, oh my God, she's crazy and paranoid. Like, actually, no, I kind of felt like, or I kind of felt like I knew the truth from the beginning. You know what I mean? So at least now people know that it wasn't just like some kind of ridiculous idea. Yeah, two, yeah, two friends go on a trip and like nothing happens. Okay. Yeah, BS. Yeah. I know them both too well, and I know her reputation outside of the show, and Charleston's a little bit wild. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, okay, wait, next question. Uh, someone said, what's your schedule now with the ki- with your kids? Do you get to see them? Uh, yeah, I get them. I pick them up from school um, every other Friday, and I take them back every um, on that Monday. Oh, so you get them so on the weekend. That's awesome. Yeah, I get them three nights now, so I'm really happy about that. And um, They're absolutely gorgeous. Oh, thanks. Thank God they're they the took best. after you. <laughs> no. no, Thomas well, is here. Well, they're, 
there are really fun ages right now. Like Kinsey's getting into makeup and wants to dress up and be like her mommy. Like it's so cute and it's so special. Like seeing, I don't know, like your little baby wanting to be like you, you know? Oh, that's so it's, cute. It's sweet. And then Saint is starting to learn how to say no and like not snatch things back. But Kinsey likes to like take things from him and he'll say uh, no and take it right back. How he's old is he now? He's be a little more independent. Is He'll he... be two in November. Oh, shit. So he can, like, speak and stuff. Yeah. I, I Listen, I've never yeah, really he's... been around kids enough to know, like, what happens at age. Sure. <laughs> no, like... I understand. I didn't know anything about children until I had them. <laughs> so. Oh, they're, they're absolutely adorable. They're gorgeous Thank kids. Um, okay, so how do you stand now with Jennifer? Is it Snowden? You Is know, that her last I, name? I don't Snowden, talk right? to her. Snowden. Yeah. Yeah. You don't talk to her? Like, I don't talk to her. She emailed me. I don't know why she used an email as a way of communicating, but whatever. Saying like, oh, I just want to let you know I saw that, you know, you were with the kids and they were really cute photos or something. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell? Like, at the reunion, you acted like all was good. Like, I saw her afterwards mm-hmm. um, with the cast and she, like, gave me a hug and told me all this crap. And then I see her on Twitter and she's like you know, saying a lot of bullshit. She and actually thinking, seems like I, a fairly nice person though. No? Am I wrong yeah. on that? No. I mean, she's, she's a fairly nice person. Yeah. She was like nice, definitely nice when we were friends. But at the same time, like, I think she's driven by just wanting to be on the show. I mean, that's, uh-huh. that's, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you guys could be friends again though. I think she's fairly nice. I don't, well, I've never I can, met her, but I think I, I could hang out with her and do simple things, but I would never trust her with, like, you know, my deepest, darkest secrets yeah. or telling her anything just because there's way too many things that have happened thus far that yeah. that tell me absolutely not to well, do that. Well, that's hard with so. anyone with, like, a show you're filming where, like, ugh, see, that's, like, that's so what it's, I, you guys sort of operate it like a business, and I think that, that the, the cast of Vanderpump Rules sort of try to. But again, we're around each other so much that it's like yeah. it's impossible to keep secrets. Like you can't yeah. just uh, like hold something close because everyone's going to find out anyways because you're around each other yeah. so much. So like I can see why you would sure. be able to like keep her to arm like at arm's length because it doesn't really make sense for you to get close to her and reveal stuff mm-hmm. because she probably will say it on the show. Yeah, or you know, use it against me if need be you know it's like survival of the fittest with these people you know mm-hmm. anyone is subject to whatever being voted off the island I compare yeah. it to survivors sometimes that's kind of why I think like also like Naomi and Craig seem um like I mean maybe it's because they're my friends so like I'm gonna defend them obviously but like yeah they actually seem like themselves on camera because they're being vulnerable it's like they're not, yeah. I mean, I guess they've sort of protected each other in their relationship, but also not really. Like, they've shown a lot. Uh-huh. They're yeah, not just I... pretending to be something. It's kind of like, hey, like, we have, we fight. We are what we are. You know? Yeah. I was really, really proud of them being vulnerable this season. And I will say, I have always given Craig and now Naomi props for mm-hmm. being themselves. Because mm-hmm. out of everyone... Craig and I and Naomi are the only people I swear that are being ourselves, being real, like just being authentic. And that is why they choose both. They have chosen both of us to kind of pick on. Like if you notice this season, Mm -hmm. they chose Craig. Craig, It breaks my my heart. 
I mean, Craig, I know. Craig has his own faults, but he is a sweet boy. I hate that he's they so I hate sweet. that they make fun of him so much. I know. He, he's so sweet. And I saw it at the reunion. It was pissing me off. Like, that no one was sticking up for him. That He was just like, like, if Shep was making fun of him, no one jumped in. So I tried to come to his defense as much as possible. And he mm-hmm. said, thank you for that. And, you know, it's I know what it feels like whenever they single you out and, like, use you as, like, the, the scapegoat or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, he's so sweet and so kind. Yeah, like, he's just, he's a good kid. Like, he, yeah. he, I mean, he has his own faults, but he is what he is. You know, he's not trying to, like, hurt mm-hmm. anyone. He's just, yeah. I, exactly. I, he doesn't have any ulterior motives. What you see is what you get. And that's yeah. what, you know, I think I love about him and everyone else does that watches the show. Yeah, he's awesome. Well, I loved talking to you, and I think that you should text Danny and see if you want to come out when she comes uh, in August. Yeah. It would be really fun. I definitely am. It, would, it really would, and I need a getaway. So I'm going to actually call her right after we get off of the uh, – wait, what? I don't know what this is called. The podcast. The podcast. Yeah. Yeah, once we get off the podcast, I'm going <laughs> to call Danny for sure. Well, uh, tell everyone your, like, social media handles or anything else you want to plug. Oh, okay. Well – shoot what are they um snapchat i'm legally red and i do lots of weird things people get to see the silly side of me oh and they're always like oh um maybe she's drinking again but no i'm just actually weird and you've never seen that that's awesome (laughs) um my instagram is just my name katherine dennis and twitter is i think katherine underscore dennis okay i don't know just Sure, they can find you. See They'll me. find yeah, you. Yeah, I'm the redhead that's do- saying something weird, saying something dumb. Oh, you're absolutely lovely, and I think that uh, honestly, it was really nice getting to know you because I, I had, I had suspected that you were this kind of person, like an old soul and like intuitive yeah. and cool. But uh, it's nice to actually confirm that. Yeah, I'm really, really glad we got to talk because you know this is a great time to just like meet people as myself Mm -hmm. you know without all of the other elements yeah you need to do that this has been fun this has been fun thank you for doing this thank you